You're listening to the ILC Radio Network, brought to you by the Iowa Lean Consortium and Zone Strategies. Here's your host, Stephen Wilson. Well, hello, and uh, welcome to this episode of the Iowa Lean Consortium uh, podcast. And uh, today with me is uh, my guest. And, and uh, Joe, how long ago was it that we first made contact? Uh, 2012, 13, 2011, I think. Uh, actually, yeah, I would say I would even go farther back than that. Yeah, it's probably no, further I, than that. Yeah, probably <laughs> further than that. Well, Joe Dagger is uh, is my guest here today, and you can find out more uh, about Joe at business901.com is a web address. But Joe's a lean practitioner that uh, specializes in service design and sales marketing. Most of his recent work has been working with organizations in the business development. Uh, area to acquire, onboard new customers, and uh, retain, uh, create advocates of the existing. And so uh, he's he's extremely uh, bought into this notion of uh, hands-on, taking a hands-on approach to things, and, and so certainly likes to get in and uh, uh, participate in the implementation process of changes that are made. And uh, he also believes in the simplification of these external practices, and that's that's really where uh, the key is. Uh, the key is to the growth for most organizations. So, Joe, again, welcome to the program. It's it's good to talk, uh, update, uh, get the personal update, but uh, once again to make a, a professional connection. Oh, my my pleasure, very much, Steve. And I'm just honored that you asked me again. And after seeing some of the things I did all these years, it's sometimes scary. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's come to that. I've, I've asked Joe to be back on the show. <laughs> it has, but I, tell me though. I mean, I hate to interview you, but I mean, I want to know a little bit about the Iowa Consortium and your clients and stuff. And who am I speaking? Who am I going to be speaking to? All right. Well, the ILC is the Iowa Lean Consortium, and the Iowa Lean Consortium is made up primarily of, of uh, Iowa businesses. There's some that are from outside the state, but Really, it, it began as just a source of, hey, we want to be able to provide lean resources uh, and, and uh, consistency and constancy of purpose. We want to provide that to organizations that are interested in implementing lean, rolling lean out, uh, learning more about it. And so the Iowa Lean Consortium was, uh, was created. And uh, so now, um, geez, over, I think there's approximately over 200 member organizations uh, that are involved here uh, in the state, and uh, there's uh, what what once simply was maybe one conference a year. There's three and four different conferences a year. Uh, there are various uh, specific events dealing, say, with healthcare or manufacturing, and it uh, it's it's just a uh, an organization that allows for those of like mindedness. Uh, to connect and connect with resources, uh, whether they be uh, facilitators, trainers, consultants, or just uh, having the opportunity to go in and visit another business that is uh, working to implement uh, implement Lean. So uh, this podcast is uh, simply set up to be another resource for them, and that's why I wanted to reach out to you and touch base with you because of your uh, experience not only with lean in the traditional sense, but also some of the stuff that you've uh, you've been getting into uh, and uh, working on the service and, and the sales side. Well, again, I, I, I thank you and stuff. And it's, it's interesting to know because I've always seen Iowa 
Lean Consortium out there and there. I haven't participated in an event out there yet. I maybe should one day, but I am now, I guess. So go ahead. <laughs> yes, <Okay>. you are. <laughs> I am. This this is this is the interview process to see if we want you live, Joe. This is okay. This is, <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, yeah. So 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 today, I guess um, there's there's several different things that uh, that we can talk about. Uh, but let let me let me ask you: Did did you get started? Did you originally start you know in in lean as far as lean manufacturing in lean in the traditional sense? before going into and focusing on service design and sales? Is that where your background was from? Well, uh, most definitely, okay? You know, I, I like most of us, I was Lean Six Sigma Black Belt and, you know, so yeah. forth. But I ran um, a couple of manufacturing companies and, uh, you know, and through them and had some great results, applied lean manufacturing principles. I can't say I was as all in on lean in the 90s as, um, you know, as what I am now, okay, yes. uh, but I certainly had some great success and did um, really a lot of the people in Iowa would, rec uh, would, would recognize it. I, I built hot mix asphalt plants. So like Cedar Rapids uh, Manufacturing, Cedar Rapids Asphalt Plants and Construction Equipment that Terex ended up buying, that was yep. one of my competitors. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, and so I'm familiar. I was out there, I mean, you know, and I've um, sold hot mix plants out in Iowa, okay, so I've had the, you know, the pleasure of visiting very many of the cities out there and uh, bought my Viking pumps. I think they're in Waterloo, yeah, if I remember. in Waterloo, right. Uh, you know, and, and you, you know, Iowa's a hotbed of manufacturing, right? I mean, it, it, traditionally, <laughs> it's, it's, it's been a great manufacturing company. So worked a, worked a lot with uh, companies out there. And then finally I woke up one morning and I said, you know, I, I I really don't want to, um, you know, I, I'm not sure I still want to do this. And, you know, my wife kind of used that saying that, well, you know, if you don't want to be there, probably other people don't want to be there. <laughs> and yeah. I said, well, yeah, it probably makes sense. So I sold that company to my largest um, distributor, actually, mm -hmm. and is, is how that worked. And my wife saw how easy it was. She opened up a retail store. All right, and I started doing consulting and the sales and marketing in the back end of it, okay? Mm -hmm. And after about seven years, she decided there was, it wasn't all quite that easy turning the key every morning, and she decided to get out of it. Lo and behold, I had to, <clears throat> I had to go full-time into what I would call consulting, all yeah. right? And I was never a good consultant. Okay, I, I I attached lean. I could go in there, and I, I was a doer. I was a hands-on guy. Okay, I mean, I yeah. I grew up as a welder. I mean, that's how I put myself through college. Okay, um, and so I I was a hands-on guy, and and I so that's what attracted me to lean. And I ended up as time went on, my consulting side of the business turned into more of a freelancer style of business. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, and so that's how I really started enjoying lean, enjoying that side of it so much because it is that learn-by-doing approach. It is more that roll up the sleeve and get your hands dirty. And, yeah. you know, that's kind of how I evolved into that and probably, you know, rid myself of some of those other practices, okay, like Six Sigma and, and things. That, not to tell you that's bad because I right. think understanding to make and, Design for Six Sigma gave me a great background to do lean. Mm -hmm. 
So, so then uh, you then began to get into the, the service now, the, ser- service the service and- design and, and that because what I found out when I started working with companies, I did, uh, and it's kind of my philosophy, you know, the, the buzzword, the, all the rage right now in marketing, okay, is account-based marketing, all right, okay. and ABM. That's the big buzzword right now. And what I did years ago was let's, you know, let's go to Gimba. Let's go find out about accounts and let's start with what we know. The you know the known kind of that tap do as you hear me sprinkled yep. through my literature, um, mm-hmm. you know, and that's what Ikeo did when he did wrote his Hoshin books in the 80s and 90s, and so I got involved with customers. I started working with customers, and lo and behold, we ended up in a SaaS environment where cause that was all the you know SaaS companies out there. That was the easy way to get started, but we started onboarding people and. It was, it was really those external things and develop, develop and service for them that really um, made my marketing side and made me understand that side of it so much better. So when we go to like account-based marketing and understanding key customers and what their needs are and how they use the product, mm-hmm. well, that's kind of service design in a nutshell. And it's kind of lean marketing in a nutshell, okay? And it's it's all of a sudden, it's kind of the rage of the industry now, okay, the entire right. industry. You know, we've got rid of that inbound, that outbound stuff, and we're talking about uh, account-based marketing. So then, so, so, so let's, let's uh, back up a little bit here, and uh, I just will, will mention to folks, too, uh, one of the very first books that, uh, that I laid my hands on, Joe, was, was this right here, uh, Your Lean Marketing. Um, and the, the Lean Marketing House, Discover Why Lean is the Future of Marketing. Uh, all right, so I'm going to be the devil's advocate here. Why is Lean the future of, of marketing? Well, what, you're, what was really interesting, and I put that there, that book was probably written, what, seven years, eight years ago? Yeah, yeah, cop, uh, yeah, uh, copyright 2010. Yeah, and, you know, what is um, – What's, what's so interesting about it is that it really outlines in lean and process work, okay, it, it outlines account-based marketing. When you look at all those blocks on the bottom there, there were yeah. all the different things that we're trying to do now, and you look at the value stream as the pillars, okay, and yeah. marketing through value streams, and, that, and that's what all, that's what today now is called account-based marketing. And, that, and I don't know that I had that great a foresight back then. It sounds kind of cool to put it in the title, right? <laughs> but I, I still see it's like agile. You hear a lot about agile marketing. They've done a great marketing job with the IT guys, okay, yeah. getting their hands dirty in every aspect of business now, all right? Um, you know, and that digital side, that agile marketing seems to be and agile business practices seem to be maybe pushing lean out of the way a little bit. But when you look at the companies like Spotify and some of the agile companies, when they go to scale, what do they start implementing within their agile structures? A lean business model. Mm-hmm. And that is, you know, and that's where I'll tie back into marketing, okay, is that that agile mm-hmm. thoughts, okay, when you when you hear someone explain an agile system, and they talk about team, they talk about collaboration, they talk about empowerment of people, they talk about 
um, you know, all these things. And at the end of it, they sound like they're describing Toyota half the time. Okay. <laughs> and, you know, and, what, and, and I don't mean just to tie lean to, to Toyota for everything they do, but it, it really is a good, you know, a, a very good type of um, method that they've used. And, you know, whether you use Kata, whether you use um, um, TPS or, you know, the different tenant, uh, tenets of lean, it, it fits real well. And uh, are you familiar with the lean strategy? With uh, yes. Michael Valley and Dan Jones' new book? Yep. All right. Well, they, they point five questions to kind of replace Michael Porter's five questions of, of value, the value chain. And when you look at Porter's questions, they're all directed at maximizing this and doing this, right? All mm -hmm. right. Well, think about the lean strategy and the questions that Toyota presents. You know, it's like, how do you increase customer satisfaction to build brand loyalty? And um, how do you improve collaboration, okay, with uh, customers to boost joint productivity? And um, how do you develop individual organization know-how to increase customer productivity? You know, how do you build supportive environments and develop great teams to social capital? I mean, those are questions that are great marketing visions and marketing questions, and that lean strategy, I mean, is, is perfect for where you want to build a vision, where you want to build your sales and marketing practices. Yeah. Well, but and, I don't and, like and this, I, I don't like this stuff, and I don't have a passion for it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, 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 I can, yeah, I, I, I can tell. I just, I, I yeah, uh huh. <laughs> um, I, I think that is, you know, if. if yeah, so, so that truly then speaks to, you know, an, when we talk about lean enterprise and it being totally a part of the organization, yeah, what, why would it not be in other areas, specifically, you know, where things really begin at in that sales process and onboarding new clients and, and customers and, and et cetera. So, uh, I mean, it makes, makes, makes perfect, uh, perfect sense, uh, in that respect. So, so with regards to, uh, lean. One of your tenants is, and I think it has been, is is uh, is is lean is simple. And I think I don't know if it's it's uh, you know we we tend to think that if we can complicate something, then then it will become better. Uh, and and we over we we try to overcomplicate uh, continuous improvement, process improvement, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, speak to that. What do you, what do you mean by lean is is uh, is simple? Well, you know. This, I, I struggle with that because every conversation we get into anymore about lean, the first thing you say, you got to have leadership buy-in. It's got to be a culture. It's got to be this. And we, and we just, we, we go in and we seem to, we make the point of entry difficult. Okay. We raise the bar kind of like, you know, Six Sigma. I always looked at the, you know, yeah. not that Six Sigma's dead, but they've raised the bar that we only do Six Sigma on 200, $200,000 projects or something. Right. Okay? Yep, yeah. Absolutely. You know, Peter Senge, systems thinking. I mean, I spent two, three years trying to learn how to draw those loops. Okay. <laughs> and I, I would get pretty good. But, but thinking, systems thinking and building the learning organization makes so much sense. I mean, he had the yeah. world at his feet, but he tried to turn it into a religion. 
Okay, I mean yeah. every time every time you talk systems thinker to a systems thinker, we talked about the you know the the butterfly or the bee sneezing in China, right, and how that affected the, you know, the rest of the world. And and it, to me, sometimes that's how I feel Lean's getting. Every time you get on a thread to talk about something on LinkedIn, for an example, the first thing is is that we just bail out on leadership. Okay, and you got to have a leadership culture. Got I'm not denying any of that. I mean, that's right. a good thing. But the, I, I got two truths. That is, when has self-improvement, continuous improvement, and respect for people is anything more than an individual thing over a leadership thing? Okay, right. why can't I build a great team, okay, that gets great results? All right, mm-hmm. and using lean principles, respect for people, continuous improvement, I mean, you know, um, get rid of waste. I mean, are those things can't be done as an individual within an organization? <laughs> yeah, regardless regardless of, of your role in the organization, you can start with yourself, right? I mean, you can start with yourself by respecting your coworkers, by reducing your own, the waste that, that you're creating or that you're operating in. And then yeah. from my, in my viewpoint, respect for customers. Right. But I'm not trying to manipulate them down some, through some sales funnel to get an order, okay? Or I'm not yeah. trying to force fit my thing that I'm actually out there trying to explore what they have needs are, what yeah. they're doing, what gaps they have, okay, and yeah. how I can contribute to that. And I know that sounds all touchy-feely a little bit and stuff, but how many times do you really, really get an order from someone that doesn't, you know, that you force tried to force through the system, okay? I mean, for... Uh, right, you know. or if you do get that order, it's it's a one and done. Um, yes, yes. You know, and, yeah. Yeah, and it, and it can be, a, a you know, you probably end up losing money on them than you do making money sometimes. But, right. um, you know, but where, you know, so, um, you know, I, I go that. The other, you know, the other, I, I think it's important that we, that we look at lean from an individual and we take individual responsibility. You know, I, I think that's a, a, a great way to make it, and it's not that hard. I mean, I was always taught, you know, you know, to start and lean, you know, you, you go find a problem, then you solve a problem. Right. Right? <laughs> and I'm lean now. Okay, no, not exactly, but I, 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 but right. I start going. When we start with a lean startup, all right, you know, and we think of innovation as everybody's buzzwords and everything, and a lot of people will say that you can't, continue, you know, that uh, lean is incremental. It won't handle complexity and things. Well, you don't handle, you don't do anything with complexity till you break it down into something that is doable, right? right. You've got to chunk it off and do it. I mean, that's how you handle complexity. And so why can't lean do the doing, okay? <laughs> and, uh, mm-hmm. and so I look at it as, you, you know, when you look at innovation, okay, you explore an idea. Then you take what works. You do a, a learning launch, you do PDCA, and then if it, if it's worthy, okay, if it works, okay, after your prototype, then you turn it into standard work. And so innovation, you know, PDCA is kind of that little I of innovation, and yeah. exploration is the big I. But I went out there, didn't I? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, no. <laughs> hey, yeah. Go wherever you feel you need to go and where you can add add value. And that's something that uh, um, is a uh, – I think we, again, we lose sight of the simplicity 
of it. And again, you know, we, we, we talk about it in respect of the individual contribution and the, in the individual contributor, but then we, we, I think, then put it off to the entire organization as, again, leadership, as opposed to simplifying it, bringing it back to let's, you know, start with, start with you. I mean, how, we often talk about that with improvement and things of that nature. It's got to start with, with us. So why would lean be anything, anything, anything different? I think we try to master these other things without actually mastering that individual consistent improvement in, in ourselves. Yeah, and, and I also think what's happened with Lean 2 is it's turned into that operational excellence thing. It's that kind of pigeonholed, okay, into operations, all right, and it hasn't, and it hasn't grown out of it. And I think one of the problems with that, you know, that how many companies really are organized by value streams? Who's really expanded Lean and value streams? It, it, it stops at the operational level. It really doesn't go into sales and marketing. It doesn't go into human resources. It doesn't go, you know, that next level. And that's, that's where I think that, that mistake is, okay, is that it, it does need, okay, if, you know, it, it does need to expand out of operations. And that's been the big bottleneck, you know, mm-hmm. and the big constraint. And, um, you know, and, and, but I, but I think it's because we, when we did it, we, we didn't keep it simple. You know, we didn't take it to the other, the other silos, the other parts of the organization and keep it simple. We had, you know, we, we tried to complicate it. We, we didn't start at the beginning. We kind of started in the middle. Mm-hmm. And, uh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, can, can you uh, elaborate any more on uh, this notion, the new normal versus event-style marketing? Oh, uh, yeah. The um, you know what what people um, you know what what people look at in marketing. This is one of the big mistakes. One of the big big mistakes I think um, that happens from an accounting standpoint too. Everybody wants an ROI on their marketing, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, yep. you know, we want to know what a return investment. And we still think of marketing as this idea that, oh, we're going to hold an event, okay, you know, and let me just use that, or we're going to run an ad for this particular product. Right, we're going to do some type of marketing campaign. Yes, yes. And, and we're going to get certain results from it, and we're going to, you know, and these are the lessons learned. And, and we, we treat that, you know, as our – you know, and, and, and that's how we define our marketing, our marketing budget, whether we repeat it. But today's marketing has gotten more, much more complex than that. And what happens is that the, you know, I'll just use SEO for an example on a website. Okay. Okay. Or, and, you know, when people use pay-per-click to, to bring someone into a website, right? Mm-hmm. All right. So you measure what your pay-per-click does. There's great measurements for all that. All right. But the true value of investing in pay-per-click is the second order and the third order effects. And what I mean by that is that I learned keywords. What didn't work did work. So I can go use them on my blog. I can go use them on my website, right? Mm-hmm. And, and those third order effects, all right, of what type of people click, or I'd say on the second order, but what type of people, you know, clicked on it. Who is my market? Who am I appealing to? But it's not what I learned just on the web. It's how I use that information in all my other marketing. And that's the new normal 
is that um, is that when you you got to be your your marketing all has to talk to each other because the value in one particular part of your marketing you run postcards okay or you send out postcards you do direct mail you do blogging you do social media you do direct sales it's not all your customers come from you through a variety of ways I mean right. I, I think email is still on top all right as as the most that direct sales of course is right up there with it but you know but you got like 20 different channels of marketing and you probably get you know, it's not wouldn't be surprising you got five percent of your customers from each one of those channels. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, to a certain extent. But it's how you combine them and use that information that's being created by them channels mm-hmm. in the other channels. And that's what that new normal is about. All right. If you hold up my marketing book, that lean marketing yeah. house. Yeah. Okay. And when I was talking about the future of marketing, all the blocks yeah. on the bottom right there. Yeah. Okay, that's the new normal. They all kind of have to work together. Okay, gotcha. And and that and that's really what uh, that grew out of. Okay, I, I you know it, it really is is those you know the second order and the indirect consequences. Okay, that that you that you get from your different parts of marketing, and that's what predictive you know analytics should be doing for you. They should be looking for you. You know, you should be looking at the action, the actual action taken, you should be looking at the data behind that action. So then, that, so then how does, how, what again then is, is, all right, now tie that lean's role in all of that. Is that then going through the, the, the process or what's lean's continu- uh, uh, primary role in that then? Well, the one, the biggest thing I can tell you what most people struggle with, and especially startups even struggle with, They'll talk about, you know, documentation, agile, right? All right. But it's really not. It's about visualizing your work. And whether mm-hmm. you do that on screen or you do that with data, okay? I mean, you know, you'll see them guys that can do wonders with data and make all these pretty charts. I don't know how they do it all, okay? They're, they're really good, <laughs> okay? But, um, but Lean's role it's not, let's say, that we can manage data well or something. I mean, some of the Six Sigma tools I still use. Um, but, yeah. I mean, um, you know, the multivariate analysis, you know, and all different things, there's still good stuff in that. But the, um, uh, but what, what I'm saying with the lean side is it's, it's really breaking it down that here's our standard work, here's where we go about work, here's how we visualize our work, here's, you know, this is standard work, and this is what we're taking from it. And as we learn, and we, this is our baseline. You know, I, I explain sometimes standard work to people. I said, okay, you know, you don't document anything, you don't do it, but, you know, so, I, you know, I'll ask, well, what, I'll, I'll jump, let me jump somewhere, okay? Because one of these great sayings popped up the other day, and it said, you know, this is the way we've always done it, you know, this way, right? And right. everybody turns against that and thinks, oh, you know, this calls a change. I think that's great. It's, it's golden words for a marketer. You know why? Because I just ask him, okay, what's this way? Okay, what's this way? What's, what is the best situation that happens in this way? And what's right. un- unacceptable in this way? Okay, and if you can tell me that, let's monitor this way now and we have upper and lower control limits. Yep. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, that, so, that, so that can be a, a starting point 
starting point for yeah the, the improvements. All right, let's yeah, for, web, might, for website because what we get what, how do we solve a problem in lean? We create gaps, right? Right. We're the yep. or, we have to develop a standard, and then and then you're either not performing to standard or you want to improve the standard, and that's PDCA. Right. All right. Now, if we want to go out in left field and tr- create something new, I call that EDCA, which is Explore, Do, Check, Act, okay, which which is fine because I think you need a balance of all three of them, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, standard work, continuous improvement, and a little bit of innovation exploration going on. And that's, um, you know, and I think that's how you start creating your budgets too because you've got a budget for innovation. You've got a budget for improvement. You've got a budget for standard work. And, you know, so I think accountants can do a great job in assisting that. And all once you start looking at things that way, all once, how, does that sound difficult to get to get sales and marketing involved in lean? No. <laughs> so, 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 so can you, can you share, um, not, not naming organizations or anything like that, but, but talk to us about, you know, that shift that an organization made by, by, Taking a look at their sales process, marketing process, through the lens of through the lens of lean. Well, I think the the the, the first the first thing we done is we you know what I call a cap do right. Yep. And so you know what we do is we go in there and we reflect on what we're doing. Okay, we create a thing, and I you know I've I've worked at Precision Ag a fair amount. All right, where we've done from a SaaS product. And and I, I just uh, you know and one of the one of the things that we looked at the problems we we're having is bringing farmers, okay, on, okay, to a SaaS product. Every farmer wants to use software, right? Okay, yeah. and it was, <laughs> and it, you know, it was it was it was it was um, it was, um, was reporting spray reporting spray records. Okay, yeah. all right. Um, and uh, and so what we basically did is that we created the standard of where they're at. We looked at the gaps, okay? They had to record the things, all right? And we, to, we, we basically would go in and do what I would call success, okay, um, their data. Okay, of what okay. they were doing now, how to report, and we went from the farmer. We didn't go to the farmer, but we went to the packer and the shipper who had who had to produce produce the records for the WalMarts and everybody, right? Right. Okay. And, uh, so we went to them, and we and we successed the records, and they found out they couldn't even do it. They couldn't deliver what the people were asking. I mean, it just wasn't going to happen. Okay, mm-hmm. and that with with the information they had and the, and the traceability of it. And when I talk about 5S, everything's the same except the 6S, instead of having safety, okay, we use security. And okay. I mean, all right, I mean, okay. you know, we, yep. we, we didn't think you were going to get hurt entering data. We thought we were pretty safe there, okay? <laughs> so, so, so we looked at it from security, which is a big issue, right? Right. But then we basically went in, okay, and led sort of a um, what I'll call, because I never follow anything completely, Okay, <laughs> but um, but we we basically created um, job relations of how we looked at relations, how we could prepare the farmer for work. Okay, kind of that TWI type thinking. 
Yeah. All right. How we could prepare them, what we needed to do, and how we did it, and that, and we entered that in the, you know, we we created the program from that. Okay. Then we went in and created job instructions. Okay, of what was required for the matching of everything, and then we started to improve the process. So we basically used all the tenets of TWI, yeah, loosely. Okay, yeah. <laughs> all right, but we did it digitally in a precision ag situation, and it was it was a it was an entire it was lean. Okay, I mean it wasn't anything even remotely anything else. Um, it wasn't agile. It was what? What's the most foundational thing of lean besides PDCA would probably be um, Rosie the Riveter, right? In the forties. Yeah. And Rosie the Riveter putting her into the factory isn't a lot of difference than putting a farmer onto a software program. I can make that analogy, okay? <laughs> <laughs> and you know, and and that may not be. Exactly a great story, but I think it's a good story because it shows you it's lean thinking that you're doing. You're not going to say, here's a lean process, I use this, I use this and stuff, because you you got to adapt it and make it work for today's world, right? Yeah. Um, as, does as that we, make sense? Uh, as, yes, it does, yeah. As, as we wind down, uh, a learning organization, now I, I think I heard uh, – I can't remember the individual's name, but simply saying that lean is just simply acknowledging that we have more to learn uh, in, in, in that respect. So, so talk about elements, uh, you know, the importance of a learning organization, and again, how does that, uh, how does that connect and tie into lean? Okay. If, if you're, if you're able and it's familiar with lean product development, Okay, we'll understand a lot of this really well. Probably maybe better than me sometimes. Okay, but the um, what we what we look at is in today's marketing, it's not always just about what's getting the message out. It's getting the message in. Okay, okay, is what's important, and it's always when I approach a marketing process. Okay, is that. You know, I'm going to create, in lean product development, you'll have set-based design, what already works. You know, Toyota puts a champion out there, and then they use so many parts from an existing vehicle, right, because they're doing that concurrently so that they have, you know, one ball bearing that fits 20 cars or whatever, okay? I mean, you know, and that, where General Motors in the past, had a different ball bearing for every car, okay? Uh-huh. <laughs> it was an old story. But, um, but you know, so you look at what works, okay, for it, okay? What's going to work? That step-based design, okay, that happens in lean product development. And then you look at, you know, you explore the new, okay? What's going to be new? What are we after? What are really is out there in the vision thing? And PDCA is kind of the glue between your standard work and your exploration because you always got to kind of pass through it, all right? You with the learning large learning launch from exploration or from the standard work. You try to improve it. If it doesn't improve, you may have to start something completely new. And that's how a real basic way of, let's say, talking about lean product development in that. But the key to lean product development is it's not what we've already done, okay, is what we got left to learn. And that's okay. the key in marketing is what we have left to learn, okay, is that when we go out and approach a customer, 
what's the what assumptions do we have? Okay, that we're making that there, you know, what's out there left to learn? Where there's just not a single customer, but a market. What's what's left for us to learn? Because let's face it, it's it's getting more and more about innovating your product. It's making changes to your product, and and sometimes it's not the product itself. Lots of times it's just the services that surround the product, right? Mm-hmm. Of how we deliver the product to people. Okay, um, you know, fast food pizza, nobody picks it up. Okay, they get it delivered. Okay, I mean that sounds a simple, <laughs> you know, uh, example, but. We're doing that with everything. I, I, I mean, you know, it's, it's, um, you know, in the car business. I know you got some background in the car business, and you can yep. see just of, of how service has become the, the driver of that business, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sorry for the pun, okay, but, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, you know, and and um, you know, and very very similar to that is is that it's a service. It's what we. It's how the customer uses the product, and we're going to get disrupted if we don't look at that, okay? And that's where Lean is so so good is because we're always out there learning. We're learning at the place of work. We're learning at Gimba. You know, when did Gimba become the post-it notes on the wall in the conference room? Gimba for our customers out with the customer. I yeah. mean, to- Toyota, the famous story when they built the van, the guy drove around the United States for six months, right? Um, you know, the product, the, the guy that was going to head the product development, and he learned. And that's where what Lean is do, does, and that's a critical factor of, uh, of, of doing that, is that you ha- it's not the event marketing to someone. It's being part of how your product is being used, and your marketing is part of what you do. And that's kind of that, mm. I'll go back to that new normal in, in that. And that's what Lean allows you to do because you're out there, okay? You're just there, okay? You're you're, you're in the space, okay? Yeah. Trying to learn more, and by learning, you're asking different questions, and each your customer and your and yourself are driving the thought your thought process together. And you know, I say that, and that's kind of that key word of collaboration, right? You know, all them things here, and that. That's what lean is, is yeah. and it, that's that's why lean is it you know integral for I think for even the future of marketing today. Hmm. Hey, um, on that note too, if, you know, not missing anything, being there, uh, I uh, I don't know if you're familiar with um, well Sherlock Holmes and Arthur Conan Doyle, and, and I know you're familiar with that, but a little bit of the background of this Dr. Bell, who Dr. Bell is the uh, is the real-life character that Sherlock Holmes was really developed off of. Uh, Dr. Bell, he was a teacher of Arthur Conan Doyle in medical school, and he used a lot of methods of, you know, trying to understand, uh, you know, taking a look at, uh, at uh, all of the, being very uh, ob- uh, observant and recognizing and identifying things that uh, were clues. And, and really that's what the character was then built off of. And one of his sayings was, uh, be be one that nothing is 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 lost uh, that uh, nothing is lost upon. In other words, uh, paraphrasing that, but but if if you're there, let nothing that's going on be lost uh, upon you. You know, let, let you be the one that sees everything, that observes everything, that captures everything. Don't let those opportunities be be wasteful. So you know, you're going out to the line, the product 
don't let anything be lost upon you. You know, observe it, see it, capture it, identify what's happening. And I think what you're saying is, yeah, we, we do that in, in, the, in the, the manufacturing side. We do that out on the floor. Let's take that out to the customers and where they're doing their work and where they're doing their business and into that sales process. Yeah, I, I mean, you, you, you need to be, you need to go past the sales process. I mean, one of the great, yeah. great ways of discovering how lean you are in, in the sales and marketing process is how well your company interacts with other companies. Are they, are, is it just a sales one-on-one -on -one with their purchasing guy? Or is engineering, is, is, you know, there are seven different, of your departments are interacting with the seven different departments of theirs. Is there comfortability with your leadership, okay, to have their engineering department call your engineering department, right? Right. <laughs> you know, or does it all have to be channeled through the one guy yeah. so it can be orchestrated, right, and, and right. massaged before it goes to the other? And, you know, because – and do you have the wherewithal to capture that and use that information well? Because it's it's more about, you know – um, listening and learning, and that's what. And, and, and boy, listening and learning sounds like real lean like to me. I hate to use another L, but you know, um, and that double loop learning, okay, needs to be taken place, you know, in in your sales and marketing process, and and it needs to you know be easily um, in today's world. Why aren't we doing that? I, I mean, why you know, we live in a complex structure? I mean, I know we make a lot of sales calls with engineers and different things like that, but you know, the amount of direct sales contact outside sales is is dropping drastically. Okay, I mean, them numbers are—it's amazing how much internal time a direct sales guy spends anymore. Okay, yeah, <laughs> um, but you know, but that also means that. That's not saying that we don't still need sales. What it does mean, though, is that sales needs to become much more team structure-like, value stream-orientated. If you were operating by value streams, a customer could get to that person quicker and more easily than any other way I know of. Yeah. But when it's jointed, okay, it always seems that there's organizational structure to go through to get to somebody. Joe, as we close out, you've got a... Uh I want to provide, uh, I guess, information to, to listeners and, and viewers here to learn a little bit more about you. Again, that's business901.com. And you have a, a lean marketing lab that I was checking out a little bit earlier, uh, just simply, uh, what is it, I think $199 uh, for the year. Uh, in, 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 in brief, would that be something that uh, would be beneficial to somebody trying to, to – understand and learn a little bit more about lean, lean sales and marketing, uh, what would an individual gain from, uh, from that? Basically, there's probably three or four different courses that, that I've offered through the years that, that are mm -hmm. in there embedded that you can take at your own speed. But, and and all, uh, you know, all the different books and things like that are in there. And, but what the real, the real premise of the thing is, okay, is, is the fact of, that I, I basically give someone an option of having a Trello board and a 30-day experiment with me, mm -hmm. okay, that they can ask questions, they can explore, they can do whatever they want, okay? Now, I can't say that I'm going to give them 20 hours a day, okay? But what I basically do, I typically answer on the thread, on the Trello board, um, 
and direct them to information if I don't have it or whatever. But I give them a, I would provide a focus question, kind of that marketing kata type thing, um, mm-hmm. you know, and a challenge out there. And we just iterate through a process to show them how to do lean in sales and marketing. We take a small pro- prototype project and they get 30 days on a Trello board with me to create that, to finish that project. And that's the real goal of it. Okay. The other information, there's just tons of it. Okay. I mean, there's probably, I don't know that you'd ever get through it. There's probably a thousand, 1500 different pages on it and 100 videos and, you know, and, and, that, yeah. But, yeah. And just, uh, just some of the, uh, just some of the things that are there, uh, you know, lean marketing house, uh, marketing with PDCA, marketing with the A3, lean engagement team, the CAP do, uh, lean service design training, uh, lean sales and marketing training, lean training for sales and, mar- and, and marketers, uh, marketing counter program. So yeah, there's, there's uh, a plethora of information out there. And you're saying the real value too, though, is, is in these 30 days that, uh, being able to communicate with you and, and work through an actual project, if you will. An actual project. And I respond typically, like I said, typically within 24 hours. Okay. And I, I'm not lack of an opinion. Okay. I, I do. I've never <laughs> lacked that. Okay. <laughs> uh, so I, I definitely have it, but I, I, I encourage people to try it. I, I, I don't, you know, it's, it's not why I show, I didn't even know you're going to bring that up because I just, I, you know, it's just there, okay, and if people are attracted right. to it. But I, I would encourage people, if they'd like to learn more, that you can type in the search um, on my website because there's probably 2,000 blogs, there's 500 podcasts, there's um, probably, um, I don't have a great YouTube channel, but there's probably 80 videos, 90 videos over there. Um, yeah. You know, my LinkedIn conversations, I encourage people to uh, connect with me on LinkedIn uh, and and do that. I'm. Um, you yeah, know, Twitter. I, Twitter is the business nine hundred one, right? Yes, Twitter's business nine hundred one, and there's a um, a few things going on there. But uh, you know, the it's there's there's a lot of information. It's not lack of information, okay? Uh, uh, that, right. That's out there. The whole point of it is is that it's it still goes back to the doing, and yeah. and that. And one of the um, you know, one of the things I encourage people to do is when they don't sit there and think of all these documentations and scripts and, and different things when they get started in lean sales and marketing, just just think of making your work visual and accessible, you know, and create a couple standards, all right? And, um, you know, and get away from this measurement that my only standard is a completed sale, right? You know, right. Uh, you know, <laughs> uh, you know in that, but look, but you know, look at improving certain small parts of your marketing process, of your sales process, just with lean thinking. Okay, just by defining a standard, you know, create an upper and lower control limit, and work to that standard, and see what works out, and just chunk a little bit off at a time. All right, and I I encourage people uh, people to um, you know to keep it simple. Because at the end of the year, if you've done that 12 times, you're going to be better off than you were 12 months ago, right? Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, thank you. Joe, thank you so much for being a guest on the ILC Radio Network podcast. It's uh, always a pleasure touching base with you. And uh, 
Hey, I'm going to do my best to see if we can't get you here to uh, the <laughs> Iowa. You bet. Get you back here again. I, I think uh, you'd be a, a fantastic resource. So thank you again. Thank you for listening, and we hope you've enjoyed our show. For more information, please check us out online at iowalean.org and zstrat.com.